Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. to be back with you folks. Here we are on Songs of the Night. We're continuing on. We're on Psalm 99. And Stephanie Wesco, that's the last psalm. That's two digits, praise God. Mm, wow. Yeah, we're moving into the three-digit psalms. We're, yeah. We're moving on up. And uh, that's George Jefferson used to say that on the Jeffersons when I was a kid. We're moving on up to the <laughs> east side. You're a deluxe. I can't sing. Not a song I know, so I'm... Apartment in the sky. And you know what? We are moving on up. When we go to heaven, we're going up. We're going to the Golden Street. We're going to a mansion. And uh, so we're on Psalm 99. With me, as always, my friend, co-worker, and co-heart, missionary, uh, mother to Emmy, and all things cool. What's going on with you today? Well, um, nothing nothing much, to be honest. Um, We're just busy in the joys of spring. I have been planting a lot of flowers lately, um, but I, I'm not doing like last year. Um, there was special, you know, COVID things last year that made me buy more flowers. Um, I'm, I'm definitely more scaled back this year, and but that's been fun. I love, since Charles died, just planting flowers, um, trying to make our house um, as much of a home as I possibly can for the kids. Um, yeah. So that's one of the things I've been doing lately. Yeah. And that's a lot. So last year, just to give you some background on Stephanie's flower, freak it out this. Last year <laughs> she had like a nursery, like a plant nursery. She planted around her yard. She actually, Stephanie really, I, I give Stephanie credit. She takes care of her home. Even with those eight kids, it's always clean. It's always nice. And she decorates nicely, and she's got nice flowers and stuff all around. We enjoy our time there always. We're landing in South Bend tomorrow morning at 11 o'clock. And uh, so it won't be long, and we'll be with uh, Stephanie and the kids. And I know even now Debbie's packing up. But uh, so anyway, you might be a knucklehead if, and I remember last time I couldn't remember. I was messed up. You might be a knucklehead if you work for someone and quit and don't tell them. You know, can I tell that, you something? That's knuckleheadedness. That yeah. That so my lawn guy, you know, my lawn keeps getting higher. He had a heart attack, heart attack before I paid him through his heart attack healing and mowed my own lawn, did my own rake and did everything. I'm always on the road. So it's been about three weeks. My lawn's about 10 inches high. People in my neighborhood are freaking out. And what's it doing right now? It's raining cats and dogs. It's going to grow another two inches in the next day or so. But I call him up and he says, oh, I didn't tell you, you know, I, uh, uh, I don't know if I can make it out there. You know, there's a labor shortage in South Carolina. Everybody wants to get their unemployment. They don't want to go back to work. I pay people 20 bucks an hour, but they'd rather lay on their couch. I'm like, shut up. Why didn't you call me? You know, what a knucklehead. So you might be a knucklehead if you don't tell somebody you quit. And I had already sent him the money for this month, Debbie had. And uh, it won't happen again. We won't be fooled again. When it comes wow. to this lawn mowing dude. Yeah. Well, 
Joe, Joe is our lawn, lawn mowing dude at our house. And yeah. so he and gets he, paid 20 bucks a week yeah. to do all the lawn and then all the weed whipping. And I actually noticed some spots this morning, weed whipping that he missed, but, um, but yeah, I, so I'm thankful. I have mine in residence makes yeah. it, makes it better. And you got to mow every seven days. That's just the reality, you know, or, in, in the summer. On the rain. Yeah. Right now we've, we've had all this rain. So I was looking out there this morning. And I'm like, Oh boy. Think I think a lawn mowing is coming before Saturday. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I get that, and there there are weeks in the summer. What happens here is we get real hot in South Carolina, but that, that enough of that stuff. Here we are. Oh, food that's right with God. All right, so I want to point out a food that's right with God. So Stephanie has this copycat Starbucks uh, cream cheese pumpkin muffin recipe. Now, I don't want to eat a don't make any, Stephanie Wesco. I, I won't. Okay. All right. She knows. Uh, I'll eat like 17 of them, and her kids will just eat them all day. But anyway, she can. Oh. it doesn't matter how many she makes. They're gone in a day. I'm just up front. They're that good. And I do my share on them, and that's why I don't want her to make them. Because you can't eat just one. You need like seven of them. If you don't, believe me, ask Hudson. Hudson ate so many of them one day that I think he was taking on the orange look of a pumpkin. But anyway, uh Food that's right with God is Stephanie's copycat Starbucks cream cheese, pumpkin, pumpkin. cream cheese muffins. And yeah. if you if you want the recipe, just drop that out there and help the wounded spirits. I, Stephanie's not a, she is not a recipe Nazi. She shares, you know, and she's a sharer. So here we are in Psalm 99, a lot going on, still things going on. Uh, it's another one of these royal Psalms, you know, God's royalty, God's majesty, God everything. Uh, you know, and, uh, it, 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 you know, that the Lord reigns. Remember that song? Our God Our reigns. Yeah. It emphasizes that Jehovah is exalted above all nations here. So let's look at this Psalm. We're on Psalm 99. The Lord reigneth. Let the people tremble. He sitteth between the cherubims, cherubims. Let the earth be moved. The Lord is great in Zion and he is high above all the people. Let them praise thy great and terrible name, for it is holy. The king's strength also love judgment. Thus dost establish equity. Thou excuseth, executeth, executest judgment and righteousness in Judah. Exalt ye the Lord our God and worship at his footstool, for he is holy. Moses and Aaron among his priests and Samuel among them that call upon his name. And they called upon the Lord. And he answered them. He spake unto them in a cloudy pillar. They kept his testimonies and his ordinance that he gave them. Thou uh, answerest them, O Lord our God, that wast a God that forgavest them. Thou, uh, though thou tookest vengeance on their invitation, on their inventions, exalt the Lord our God and worship at his holy hill. For the Lord our God is holy, his holy hill. So here we are, Stephanie. We're coming through Psalm 99. I did a terrible job reading today. I had to take my glasses off a second ago because I have glasses for distance, and sometimes I try to read with them, and the words look all jumbled, kind of make you feel like you're weird, you got a bad headache or something. But anyway, I took those bad boys off, and we got right. But coming right out of the chute here, coming right out, it's talking about just how awesome this God is that reigneth. It's a it's an awesome throne. He's way high above us in Zion. And and, and what when we talk about Zion, what is it we're talking about, Stephanie? 
Well, I think it's referring to Jerusalem. It's referring to that being God's ultimate place of dwelling. Um, that's where the temple was. Um, that's where the temple will be again in the millennium where Jesus Christ will reign from. And, um, obviously the Psalm was written when that, you know, during, during the age when that was where God will dwelt among his people. And, um, I think it's an incredible picture that, that that's, that's his throne. That's where he dwells. I think there's a certain sense in even today where that's where he dwells, even though he dwells in the hearts of all of us, that, that place is still very precious to him. Yeah. And, and you know, you know, what's weirded out me over the years that has a weird feel to it is we remember that God gave the responsibility to save the Gentiles, you know, to share his word, to help the Gentiles, to get them through, to share God, to allow God to save them. He, he's using he wants to use the Jews in that role. That was the Jews' role. The Jews, here are these religious, God-loving people that are supposed to recognize that our Savior came and what our Savior is doing. But somewhere along the way, Stephanie, they didn't do their job. Somewhere yeah. along the way, they're, they're missing the boat in that area. But God, those are God's chosen people. They're supposed to be doing that. But, again, Stephanie's always right here on Scripture. And, and you know, Mount Zion, you know, we're going to be marching on to Zion. And we talk about Zion being heaven, too. It'll be heaven, you know, during the millennial rule. I don't know about you, but I hope I get a white horse. You know, I want a white horse, man. And uh, um, I want all my friends to be my neighbors and stuff. And then all those knuckleheads that were bad to me, I want them to live like 600 miles away. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) I I want them to have a condo like 65 blocks from me or something. You know, I never run it. I don't see them at the subway or anything. You know, I, I just don't want to see them. You know, and and I don't feel real cool about running into Adam and Eve either. You know, I've been <laughs> I've, I've been reading a little bit about Adam and Eve, man. I, you know, I might have to slap them around, and you can't do that in heaven. I don't. In heaven, I won't want to slap them around. I guess, but I'm gonna, goodness. You know, how did God make man? Do you ever think about that? How did God make man, Stephanie? Out of the dust of the ground. Yeah. Dust of the ground, dirt. He made men out of dirt, and you wonder why men stink more and aren't as pretty as women. He made women out of a bone. It's a little easier when you're made out of a bone to look better than it is when you're made out of dirt. So when I'm having a bad day or an ugly day, I just look in the mirror and say, from dirt. You know what I mean? And <laughs> that, I, I, yeah. Yeah. I don't think I'm with you on that because God made man like man is the epitome of God's creation. So. Wow. See, so weird. Woman made because the man was lonely. <laughs> here, here we are. Here we are with our, one of our rare disagreements that, <laughs> that we let you guys in on. But anyway, so here we are. And, and Stephanie, I believe, I believe most people who get saved aren't seeing God high and lifted up on his throne, like Isaiah said, with a train that filled the room. I I think our image of God sometimes is too small. Yeah. No, I agree. You know, when, when God's small, people are big and everything's messed up. So we got to, you know, we got to study God. That's why we're in his word. And then these next verses, Stephanie, fourth, uh, verses four and five, it says, and make it, oh, I'm all right. I'm, I keep going backwards. The king's strength also loveth judgment. Thou dost establish equity. Thou executest judgment and righteousness in Jacob, exalt ye the Lord our God, and worship at his footstool, for he is holy. 
He is holy. And uh, so, you know, he rules his people and the kings that, you know, came through the Davidic dynasty. He has perfect righteousness. His character is just. All these things that this psalm is saying to us, uh, it, you know, and, and David tried to be a just king. These different people tried to be just, but we don't get. And then, you know, this is whenever I read this psalm. So last year, it started last year when I was studying my Bible and starting to chronologically write notes in my Bible and, and do some of the things. Stephanie actually writes out verses, and she uh, she maintains a journal. She journal verses, versus journal. Uh, I don't know how you say that, but I guess it's journaling, right? Yeah. Yeah, so when you come here, I'm always reminded in this psalm, in Psalm 99, of Romans 13, too. Mm. we got to remember that, um, that... Uh, you know, civil authorities are ministers of God, and they're supposed to act that way. And, I mean, we got some knuckleheads. Don't get me wrong, man. Uh, we could get going. We could badmouth the new government, the new that, the new this. Uh, but we need to look to God sitting high, sitting high and lifted up upon that throne. And it's a just throne. Those last two verses, it's just. God is just. There's no picking somebody. It's like all of us are his favorite kid. You know, we're, we're all treated justly and we go through junk and it's hard, Stephanie, because, and we had this conversation last week with Pastor Crockett and, and you and I have talked about this thing over and over again, these knuckleheads who seem to get away with everything. Their whole life is about fleecing people for money. Then, then they have a ministry saying we are exposing people who are fleecing people for money. I mean, it's just, it's, it's just craziness. And, uh, uh, but God is just. He doesn't fall into those categories of the idiots. And so here we are again saying, why do the idiots get away with this? We'll find out in heaven. But here's the cool thing. God is just. And you're going to be treated with it by a just God, a fair God, a God that puts you there. And then those last verses, and I wanted to save a couple minutes to really talk about these last verses, Stephanie. I think they say a ton. Moses and Aaron among his priests and Samuel among them that call upon his name. They called upon the Lord, and he answered them. He spake unto them in the cloudy pillar. They kept his testimonies and the ordinance that he gave them. Thou answerest them, our Lord, our God. Thou wast the God that forgavest them. Uh, though thou tookest vengeance of their inventions, exalt the Lord, our God, and worship at his holy hill. For the Lord, is our, the Lord our God is holy. And, you know, we get there, Stephanie, and we come to this place and we realize that it's a gracious thing to be a just God and that his throne is a gracious throne. It's, a, it's the place we want to be. It's Moses and Aaron were among his priests. Samuel, among the people that called upon his name, he's talking about these great biblical characters. He spake unto them in a cloudy pillar. They kept his testimonies. And so I guess one question would be is how does God talk to you, Stephanie? Wow. Well, he speaks to us through his word. Um, yeah. He speaks through other spirit-filled believers that yeah. are in tune. Um, but as I look at verse six, um, what stood out to me as you were reading that was the fact that there's one man named, um, and obviously there could have been others, but God, this is inspired. So for whatever reason, God chose this 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 person. But in verse 6, it says, Samuel, among them that call upon his name, they called upon the Lord, and he answered them. Mm. Yeah. And um, 
it, it makes me think Samuel was possibly, I don't know, I, I the way this is written in present tense, it's almost like was Samuel still alive at this point. Um, but it, it just really makes me, as I read that, say, would my name, could my name be put there? Could my name be put in that place of Doug among them that call upon his name? Stephanie among them that call upon his name. Could our name be put there? I mean, I guess my cha- the challenge I'm faced with here is the fact that Samuel called upon God's name in such a way that God took so much notice of it that it is put in his word forever. Forever. That Samuel was called, called upon his name. And that God, he didn't just call upon God's name. He called upon God's name and God answered him. Exactly. um, That's my channel. Honestly, that's what I'm, as I'm reading this, um, that's what I am challenged with is, am I calling on God's name in such a way that he's taking so much notice of me that he's answering because I'm, I'm, it's not just a religious ritual. It's me actually talking to him. It's me actually seeking his face Calling is is not just a passive thing. Calling is a very active thing. It's something where it's work. It's it's involved. It's seeking. It's knocking. It's asking. And is that who I am? Is that could this be said of me that I'm among those by name? I'm among those that are calling on God's name, and that's a challenge. And I think if we honestly are at a point where we're worshiping Him because he is holy, if we're exalting him as our God, the way we should be, I think calling on him in such a way as Samuel did will be a part of our lives. And that's, that's what I'm challenged with when I look at these verses. Yeah, no. And that's a, and that's what we all should be doing. We should all be calling upon the Lord to the point where he's answering us. And we've, we've said this a hundred times, but I think it bears saying again on this podcast is that, you know, when we pray, we talk to God. When we read his word, God talks to us. And sometimes God talks to us, you know, through his Holy Spirit, the feeling we get that we just know something's amiss. You know, I, I had a guy tell me the other day, uh, and uh, when we were out uh, in North Carolina, he was telling me that he had started courting a lady. And uh, this is a guy in the church, and he's more messed up than a soup sandwich, but I like what he said to me. He said, I started courting this lady, and my whole spirit said, Stop. And he said, so so I did. And shortly after he broke up with her, I mean, she just moved in with a guy or something. And he said, man, I, I dodged a bullet on that one. So I think God talks to us in a few ways. I think, I think God talks to us. Obviously we're speaking to him. We're sending up to him through prayer where it's going out to the world. It's an eternal thing. People are being helped because we said a prayer because we trusted God because we put God first in our lives. And, uh, and then God talks to us as we read his word. And I don't know about you, but really, do I read God's word without walking away saying, man, I need to make a change, or man, I need to do this, or man, I need to call somebody, or I need to stop by and pick something up for Debbie, or uh, I need to call Stephanie and check on her, or I need to do this. You know, really, do I walk away from a reading or a time where I feel like I didn't get something or grow from it? But then that other little way, so he talks to us, we talk to him as we pray, he talks to us as we read the Bible, and then the third way the Holy Spirit, when he's sealed in our heart, when God is in our heart, boy, I'll tell you, he can, he can reprimand us just by being alive. And we know, mm-hmm. you know, we know we shouldn't be doing what we're doing. 
And I mean, that's just kind of way I feel. So Stephanie, do you have the chorus in your mind of the king is coming? Can you pull that? And see, I do this to Stephanie all the time. You know, we start reading about Mount Zion and stuff. I get all excited and I start thinking about the king is coming. And so I, we're not allowed to sing the whole song. Legal says we can sing like a chorus and tell you whose song it is. So you can go out and listen to the whole song. The king and comers, the king is coming is a song that uh, Bill Gaither wrote. I love this song. I, it's, it's just a good song. I'm a conservative song guy. For those of you who are not, you'll notice that. But The King is Coming is pretty conservative. Do you remember the chorus on that, Stephanie? I do. I do. I'll try it. All right. Oh, the king is coming. The king is coming. I heard the trumpet sounding. And now his face I see. Oh, the king is coming, the king is coming, praise God, he's coming for me. Brethren, he's coming, it's going to be a shouting trump, be ready, be talking to God, be reading God's word, be studying. We're thrilled to have you listen to us on this radio station or podcast. And we look forward to meeting every one of you sometime when we get close to you. If you need any help, find us in Helpful Wounded Spirits. And I'll tell you, as a gift to you today, I'm going to have Stephanie put her recipe, or I'm going to find it for those righteous copycat cream cheese filled pumpkin muffins. (laughs) We'll talk to you guys soon. We love you. Find us out there. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you. But God commendeth his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth, and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at woundedspirits.com.